Welcome to Dos Gringos Pojada, the greatest all things fighting podcast you've never heard of. Uncensored, uncut, and recorded completely in the nude. That's not true, is it? Is he, is he, guys? Well, until they take us off the air, here are your hosts, Vernon Kirk and Brad Morris. Welcome to the show. And so today what we have is we have a uh, Pan Am champion. He's been on Fight to Win, Combat Jiu-Jitsu, EBI. He's got two amazing DVDs out on BJJ Fanatics. We are talking to the man, the myth, the legend, Marcelo Cohen. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? Amazing, my friends. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. So, yeah, welcome, Marcelo. It's good to have you. It's always nice to go down there to Florida to train with you down there in the, where it's warm. That was awesome. What's up? Is everything opening up down there pretty soon? Like, you just we're, in, we're in phase one. It looks like it's going to phase two next week. Oh, very good. Be nice, nice to get back on the mats and roll with people. That's for sure. I can't wait for that. I know, right? I'm here in my empty gym going like, oh, <laughs> nice roll, right? No good, right? All right. So on this show, we don't uh, we don't cut no corners. We don't uh, talk about no pansy shit or fluff stuff up or none of that craziness like that. So we're going to get right to the meat and potatoes, and uh, Vernon's going to take it away. So, you know, I've, as somebody who competes as much as you do, Marcelo, you know, there's always, you know, the two things that are always funny is you have guys who they they don't compete because there's always, you know, there's an injury or there's a reason or whatever. But as soon as you win something, whether it's a, a larger tournament, a smaller tournament, you had 50 people in your bracket, two people in your bracket. They always want to pipe up and run their mouth. I know this happens with you a lot as it does with me. What are your thoughts on a lot of that? Well, it's hard for somebody like a guy they start training jiu-jitsu okay there is actually a good athletic guy realize that in four or five years training and competing in jiu-jitsu means nothing for most of people unless you are phenomenal a bizarre situation like of course you can see guys like that in our community but it's one of a kind the guys but for an average person, it takes a long time to it takes a long time to try to get things out of the jiu-jitsu, you know? So I've been training for 20 years. Okay. So what I see guys uh entitled a lot to get everything that I accomplish or I earn it in four or five years, you know? And when they see they're not getting it. They become haters. You know, it's exactly. hard to process in somebody's head. Dude, is at least to put it 10 years, then we can start to see something. Yeah, I agree. Well, then you've got, um, there's the, uh, the people that talk, uh, talk a lot of crap and they see like people winning, uh, like you're winning, uh, say, let's, let's go like Mass Master Worlds. And you win your, win your two-man bracket. Or something like that, or you're winning, uh, winning local tournaments, like in the like the new breed expert expert division, right? Which okay, is okay. That's awesome. It's a great accomplishment, yeah. man, right? 
great accomplishments, right? All of that stuff. Cause you know, you're winning tournament doesn't even, you know, master worlds is a, is a big accomplishment, no matter how many people are in your bracket. But then there's yep. that guy or a girl or whoever it is, the keyboard warrior sitting back there going like, ah, oh, you only won, you won master worlds. And it was only the two people in your division. You know, you, you shouldn't be bragging about that stuff. Like what do, what do you say to people like that? That, that, that say that you, that, that criticize people who win small brackets and things like mm -hmm. this. I mean, don't talk a shit, you know, if you, if you yourself cannot win, you know, like here. I, I have people complaining, uh, you, you cannot control how many people show up at the tournament, you know, you cannot control how many people show up on your bracket. All you can do is do your thing. And at the end of the day, if you have one match or 10 matches, the final result is all that matters. You know, the result will be the same. The, your, the goal is get out of the tournament with the gold medal. It doesn't matter if I have one, two, three, four, five fights, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the goal is the same. It may remain the same. So you cannot argue results, in my opinion, you know. I agree. Well, and you're 100% correct. And one of the points you brought up earlier is, you know, the amount of time and the entitlement people have. Um, I know, you know, I've, I've personally watched you, you know, obviously we've met, we've trained together, but like I've watched you from afar and I see how you, you grow yourself off the mat. You know, you're always having new sponsors. You're always doing this, you're doing that. And I can, you know, I, I'm trying to do the same thing. Obviously I haven't been doing it as long as you have, but been going for a little bit and I always seem to get those guys who pop up and they're like well how did you get on this or how did you get on that and it's like you're putting in the work and you know I, I, I my response is usually just fuck you but it seems like you have a slightly different approach to that as well too and you know talk a little bit about how you put you get yourself on all these cards you know how you're putting yourself out there that that's actually a great question because uh I'm doing a, a while, but I'm not mm -hmm. that kind of guy that, that all the company is going to looking for. So, yes, you got to know how to, you got to have a good management team with you, mm -hmm. you know. On the DVD deals, uh, the way that I got it, I, I got it, I look up, let's say, 10 different uh, DVD productions, mm -hmm. and I message all of them. The, all you need is one yes. That's all you need. And also, people go to a sponsor asking for things, not uh, go to a sponsor and say, How I needed this, but that's what you're getting back. You know? So, whenever I write it to, a, to a, a proposal to a sponsor, I'm not asking just for things. I, I ask, Hey, that's what I want. Okay, on the bottom, that's what you're getting sponsoring me. This, 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 and this. It's like an a employee. You're mm -hmm. working for somebody. It's not just gimme, gimme, gimme. Because if you go too greedy like this, you don't get it. You got to work with him. You got to work with those companies, you know? Help each other out. No, and that's a, what a lot of people miss. Everybody, you know, you win two, you know, you win two Nagas at Blue Belt, and all of a sudden you think you're a superstar. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people miss about jiu-jitsu 
it's the only way you get good is the work you put in and you know you have to keep mastering and like everybody wants the cheat code everybody's like well if i learn this funky guard or if i learn leg locks i'll be able to beat people and i'll say this man you know you have two dvds out you have a kimura dvd and you have the old man suite you i i single-handedly like the north south kimura is my move and you fixed it hands down you doing a seminar at my place fixed it and then I remember going to your place and what are you, 130 pounds, give or take? I woke up around 135. Okay. I'm 210 and you hit that old man sweep, I think five times in a row on me and kept giggling at me when you did it. And it's like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, you if you put in the work and you get good at something, it doesn't matter anymore. And I mean, I know, I know the pace you put in a gym. Talk about that a little bit because I think a lot of people miss those things. About about the gym, sorry. Like, well, well, that like just like how you train and like what you know, like the type of work you put in. Yes, uh, since I'm a smaller guy, so I end up developing guard better than the top game because I was on my back. And in jiu-jitsu, I feel like when you're a blue belt, you kind of have a feeling for the moves that you have most like here. You, you bet a little bit on it. So in the blue belt, I find out that, okay, uh, I'm good in a little bit in the Kimura. So I just work around there and I make it very, very powerful. But man, you just got to train, man. There's no secret, you know, just got to go to the gym and train, 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 and have a solid instructor too. That's one thing that helped me, of course, in Brazil, my teacher. He was a solid teacher and showed me good stuff, you know? That's important for, for, for to have it also. And show up and don't be upset if you guys smash because I guys smash a, a lot of years, you know? I guys smash five years, you know? Being a smaller guy, even though I was a little bit higher belt than some guys, but I still didn't have it. I still, you know, as a blue belt, I still got overpowered by people that was white belts. You know, and that didn't bother me at all. So, you know, it don't bother me get smashed on the mats. It don't get to me in some instance, get to some people, you know. Yeah, you got to leave that. You got to leave that ego at the door when you step on the mat, for sure. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You know? like, uh, some people will come from another gym and they'll have a, you know, high blue or purple belt. You'll go to a gym where they uh, have like a co competition teams and stuff like that. And. And they're training, you know, very, very hard every day, drilling and nonstop, and you know the walls are sweating type thing. And then they they come in there and they can't they can um, they have a hard time with like you know some of the white belts and blue belts too because so you can't you can't you can't one go into a place judging a judging a book by its cover and you have to you have to humble yourself when you come into you got to know like oh today today might not be my day but that's also you have to have the mindset to uh, take what take away your, your, your holes and all that stuff that you find when you go there and then go back and fix them if you don't want that to happen again. Yes. Uh, and you don't worry too much. Like, like you Vern, uh, said before, there's not a magic pill that you're going to take and just going to fast the learning, you know? Correct. You just uh, you got to accept it, you know? It's taking time and, and just show up every day and do your best. That's all, that's all I did. I didn't think about when I was a blue belt, purple belt, and even never thought about, ah, I got to teach. I got to, I got to be, I got to be this. I got to be there. I just training and it was part of my lifestyle, jiu-jitsu, you know, and then 
and end up getting good at it, you know. What happens so, a lot, like like we, we see a blue belt already. Ah, gotta have sponsors, gotta have this, gotta <laughs> have that. You know, relax, dude. What you gotta do it is focusing, learning. Correct. Oh, speaking of uh, blue belts and stuff like that, we were talking earlier, me and Vernon, about uh, super fights. We're, uh, you know, I've put on super fights and Vernon has put on super fights. And, and I know as promoters, we always get, uh, we start asking for people to compete and you're get we get tons of like white belt highlight reels, of flying double guard pole and their boring <laughs> one hour Nogi shirtless match where they can't even get an Americana or something like that. <laughs> So, uh, and I know you. I know you have an opinion on uh, some 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 lower belts, you know, being in being in super fights and stuff like that. And we we wanted to know know more about that. I mean, there's all the company. There's some companies they out there. They they don't get lower belts to super fights yet. You know, it doesn't make sense. The platform for white belts and and beginners are, I, I believe, will be in a tournament. You know, in a local smaller tournament. That's I think that that that's where they belong, because people don't want to pay to watch a white belt fight, you know. So we've got to build yourself first, make yourself valuable, and then you can go to the professional shows. In nowhere in the world, a a white belt is a pro. What the hell? So what are you no. doing in the pro show? <laughs> Do you know what I'm but saying? But I'm really good, I swear. No, man, you are white belt. <laughs> okay. Man, look, I when we were the last pro jitsu we did, I got a message from somebody who was a purple belt. I'll give him that. But hadn't he was like, I don't even have a home gym right now, and I haven't competed since 2015. And and then like kept bugging the shit out of me. And I'm like, dude, like, here's the thing, man. Like, the word pro is in the card. You're talking about like beating people I've never heard of. And I, you know, like in North Carolina, I, I'm at just about every fucking event, you know, whether I'm refing, coaching or competing, I'm at, I'm there. And it's like, you can't just hop onto a larger show. Like you, you know, we've both been on fight to win. I always say like joking, like I've got, I got on fight to win for two reasons. One, I'm a unicorn. I've got a judo, you know, I've got a judo black belt and I actually prefer those judo rules over regular judo rules. But also because I applied a ton of times. I didn't have the hookup. I didn't know anybody. I filled out an application like everybody else, and I kept putting them in and putting them in and putting them in. Yeah, one day they call you. Yep, and that's it. And it's like I won my first match, and I did well. You know, okay, well, we're doing one in Pittsburgh. Can you make it? Let me throw some money together. I can do it. Hey, we're doing one in Arizona. We'll help you out with travel a little bit. And Yeah, okay, like. They want a solid person too. They know somebody they can count on it. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you've, you know, you're one of those ones. Like you, again, you've, there isn't like, you know, there's a couple of top level shows you just haven't been on yet. You know, like a Kasai or a third coast or something like that. But again, it's like, you've done them all. You know what I mean? You've, you've been at the top of the top and it's like, yeah, that's why I get phone calls and you don't. And it's, it's funny to me how people who, have never, you know, okay, you maybe have rank, you know, where you got it from. Sometimes it's legit. Sometimes it's, uh, we'll call it questionable. 
And, uh, but like, they're, they're quick to run their mouth and they're like, well, you know, what you're doing, like, I get it all the time. Like what you're doing isn't really jujitsu. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm good at taking a judo match, a jujitsu match and turning into a judo match because I'm better at that than you. If, if your jujitsu is so much better than mine, stop me. You know, and that's the thing. And it's like, so for you, I know you, you get, you know, you have, like, I call them my fan club. You know, all the pudgy older guys who get, you know, who got blue and purple belts who get pissed off at me because I, uh, I get on all these bigger cards and they message me and they wonder, you know, how'd you lose the weight? How'd you get on this card? And I tell them and they don't want to actually do the fucking work that I do. So how do you handle your uh, little fan club of people that love to talk shit about you? Now, uh, the worst time that I got called out once online was when I uh, actually did some of the media pick up the story. I don't know if you remember that I, I went to the guy's uh, gym and I fought him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But after that, you know, I just, uh, I'm not beefing with those guys no more. I just beefy with people that, if you have an open, a gold medal, uh, open, in any adult black belt division, then I beef with you. Man, if you guys don't have it, at least I open IBJJF gold medal. I'm not beefing with you. You guys are like my little sons. I kiss you in the forehead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how it goes. I'm not yep. beefing unless you have something, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get some uh, crazy stuff online, some hate online. But now, you know, now before it used to bother me. But nowadays, I just I just having fun with those trolls, you know. <laughs> I just having fun with those trolls. They don't bother me at all. It's actually, oh. you know, in quarantine time, you just give me a laugh, you know, get my kick of it, you yep. know. So it is hard too because uh, here, don't matter how much you win, don't matter how much you do, it's never enough for them. They live in denial, bro. It's so mm. funny, you know. Uh, I'm in denial. I don't see. I don't see. You know. Oh, he's not good. He's not good. Marcelo is not good. Okay, dude. What do you got? Nothing. You know. Yeah. I have a story. I have a story that actually one of my former students. I have to pretty much throw him out because he started to get to his head, and the guy started to get so, so fucking jealous. You know of things like it. sometimes I have sponsor packages coming to the gym. With a bunch of shit, the guy could not just handle anymore, you know? He just could not just mm -hmm. handle to hmm. see that shit, and he's not getting. Oh, but I, I have uh, amateur fights, you know? Who mm -hmm. gives a crap, bro? You know what I'm saying? Put your work, put your head down, and then you can get there if you work hard. But, you know, it's just a jealous and hate, uh, haters, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just jealous and haters. I don't want to uh, mention this guy name, but Brad, no. What I know. About, I know who you're talking Come about. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I might know too, actually. The guy's so <laughs> yeah. crazy. Look, this guy was so crazy. Hey, I have a good story. I have one oh. that I throw two guys out. Two one, guys? Yes. One, first of all, he's like, oh, he's a white belt. I was Ooh. like, oh, man. I got sponsored by Breakpoint. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and I was like thinking about it. What the hell a company would you sponsor white belt? And I look into for him, right? And I start to do it. It looks like they want you to sell shit. They don't want, you know what I'm saying? Look like it was a tricky thing to make yeah, yeah, sell yeah. stuff for them. Yep. 
And then right after, like two weeks after, Jiu-Jitsu Times come up with an article saying even a chair can get sponsored by Breakpoint. They apply as a chair and they got approval <laughs> for the sponsorship. Sponsor oh, the same student, bro, look, listen to this. The same students one day I was in Miami Open. I, I look at on Instagram, he posted a, a gold medal, put on his neck, took herself, put it on Instagram without even compete. He no. took a medal from the award table. Oh. He put it on his neck. He threw a, threw a picture. He took it out and put it back on the table. And oh, I was no. like, what the hell is this, dude? He's like, oh, I did this for a girl, whatever. And I was like, <sighs> but when I see one of my kids say congratulations, then I flip it, bro. And yeah, man. The fuck down. Look, this story is so crazy that I that I was like, if I tell people, they're not gonna believe it. So before I yell at him, I screenshot everything so I have the proofs that he yeah, did right. that, and then I make him delete. Oh man, that's yeah, that's, that's insane. That's Bro, the one see, thing you about see, uh... amateur, you see amateur guys, which is not a problem, but you see amateur guys fighting with the shin guards. And they go exactly on the shin guards and they crop the shin guard out of the pictures so people don't see it was an amateur fight. It's oh, pretty, pretty crazy what people do out there, bro. Just to pose. You, you can't, uh, you can't, <laughs> you can't hide though in the jujitsu community. Like, you could, yeah, but you could say you're whatever so long, but the gym or whatever it is, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, you, I've seen you it hide. Well, I've seen it where like guys will lose like they will lose every match in the tournament and it's like you competed man good job but they won't they'll post like you know they got i got third out of three three guys right but then what they do is they post pictures from their match or little snippets of their match where they did well and they make it look like they did something like i've had that happen to me and i'm like i i fucked you up like what are you posting that shit for? <laughs> yeah, That's man, it's insane. pretty crazy. It gets out of control, you know? So. I mean, like, know. there's a great picture of me throwing somebody on their head, and I lost the match. And every time Which I posted, awesome. it, I. It's a good right, picture. Right. But I say, I lost the match. Like, I, I, I fucking lost. But, man, this picture's better than shit. This picture's badass. <laughs> yeah, and you can use it, you know? No problem. You just, uh, Especially here in the area in Jupiter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I see the, the 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 intention of these people. They're in this sport for the wrong reasons, man. They only they in jiu-jitsu. I do jiu-jitsu for twenty years. I started when I was sixteen years old, and now I see guys getting into jiu-jitsu for for like a fame, popularity, followers. That's what they wanted. They don't they don't want to get good, you know. Mm-hmm. They just want attention. Man, yep. you want attention? Win solid shit. Yeah. Then you're gonna exactly. get attention. You know that you want. You're gonna get the invites that you want. You're gonna get Eddie Bravo invite you to stuff. You know. Exactly. And, and the thing is, there's like, there's a, you know, there's an ep- epidemic of like that type of fakeness out there. Like, you know, I, you look around and like, you know, you have people who have questionable lineages or you know they like i've become a real expert on reading you know like owner bios at gyms because you know when i opened my gym up i did my homework and it you know it becomes this like 
Like, I remember I was back in 2011, I saw the wave of leg locks that come in. So I went searching for like Sambo and catch schools because my instructor is an old school Brazilian guy and he wasn't really good at them. So I was like, I got to find somebody to train with. I found a catch wrestling site and it directed me to the school in my area. And I'm reading, this is when I first got hip. I, I was reading the bio and one of the things that he had in his bio as like an accomplishment, certified cornerman in the state of North Carolina for 2011. Nice. Now Brad, Brad knows the answer to this question. But let me tell you how you become a certified cornerman in the state of North Carolina. If let's say I've got a fight and I bring you and you have no experience whatsoever, but I want you in my corner because you're my boy. Yeah, yeah. You show your driver's license and you pay $50 and a nice man from the boxing commission hands you a license. So it's not you didn't earn anything. No, you just fucking paid 50 bucks and had somebody bring you along to a fight. Like, look, we have a guy on our team who fought in the UFC. I helped corner him for a couple of amateur fights. And when I say help corner, basically my instructor was going, he wanted me to drive and said, man, you know, come with us. Okay. I basically just hung out, but I had to have a cornerman's license to be back there. So a, I'm a certified cornerman and B, I can say I cornered a UFC fighter. I don't do any of that shit, but no, I can play it. your bio, bro. Professional. Because I'm not an asshole. From UFC fighters. Because I'm not an asshole, that's why. <laughs> well, I am, but not that type of asshole. I'm, know, type of I'm, asshole. I'm certified IBJJF referee, and I have checked many Ds. Many. Yep. <laughs> don't don't have many. your sleeves too long, buddy. You're going back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Mine just got a – that Charlotte one, my, my gi got flunked because it was too tight. <laughs> I had to go change. Oh, I'm glad I brought an extra it? gi. Where Charlotte. Was? Yeah, yeah, get really funny. restricted sometimes. Oh, uh, ah, they, they, and that's fun. one thing that's funny because uh, Brad said something about the flow grappling ranks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny because I see all these uh, famous jiu-jitsu fighters, which is awesome, you know? They have the ranks and they post the ranks, and that's awesome. But when it's my turn to post my rank, uh, for Marcelo, don't count. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? They they in denial, bro. Oh, it counted for everybody, that, but for my turn, it don't count, right? <laughs> because, you know, everybody number five and below really sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, like, you know, I see famous uh, fighters posting, which is awesome. You know, hey, proud of their accomplishment. I, I, I'm which they should be. Or yeah. whatever. But when it's my turn, you should be proud of it. Oh, no, no, no. It's a rooster weight division. Ah. Uh. Oh, they do anything, they know, too. Well, I mean, in it's all funny. honesty, like, look, from, like, light feathering down and heavying up, there's, it's always going to be smaller bracket. It just yeah. is. So, you know, the only reason you don't say that to the ultra, ultra heavy is because that's a bigger dude and you're afraid of that. But because you're the smaller guy, uh -huh. it's like one of the, it's one of the reasons why, like, you know, you always see these idiots at, like, you know, the bar watching the UFC fights. But I'd fuck Mighty Mouse and Cejudo up. Yeah, right. Sure you would, bro. Sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> you go go roll with Marcelo first for about a minute and a half, and then see if you beat up any anyone else that size. You know, anyone. Else. Oh, yes, people it's are so fucking adorable. Man. It's so it's fucking hilarious. You know? And other thing, bro, if you uh if you are pro like you claim to be, why do you have a job? You should be making money off the sports only. Do you know what I'm saying? You are pro. You don't need to work. That. 
you know, you are pro, you are jiu-jitsu professional fighter, jiu-jitsu pro, so you don't have to have a job because you are pro, right? Wrong. So how you are pro and, and you work a 95, uh, you don't go through my head. Well, I feel no, personally you know, attacked bro, right bro. now, Marcelo. Huh? <laughs> I feel personally attacked. <laughs> no, but, no, well, I mean, there's guys who compete at, at pro events or whatever, and that's yeah, well, what, one thing. But to call yeah. yourself a professional athlete, you would assume that that's they all you do. A professional right. football player doesn't work at Walmart from 9 to 5 and then go to the field and do drills. You know? <laughs> all he does is play football all the time. Yep. But the people are not willing because before uh, I got to this point, it was a process, right? So I made the decision that I'm going to go starving from food, from whatever, in order to train full time. It, it was not happening like, oh, somebody's paying me money for training full time. No, I made the decision that I was not going to go work. I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to train full time. It's gonna be hard. It was fucking hard for like over five years, you know. Mm -hmm. Have to eat like really, literally ramen noodles, and have no money. Wow, you know. But that's when you build yourself. Because what happened? People with money at the gym that you go to start to see, hey, dude, this guy's winning naga belts. You know, he's 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 struggling. You know what? Do you wanna put a, a name on your shorts? Like he has hundred bucks. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. people recognize that they're making the sacrifices. You know? Yep. What's a hundred bucks for a big company? Nothing. Or for yep. a buddy that, that goes to your gym that owns a, a business, you know? It can yep. be whatever. A pressure clean business. It could be whatever, you know? Like some people see that, hey, dude, Marcelo is right there on the corner. He's just training. Gonna eat Roman noodles. No, I'm gonna take you for lunch, man, you know? But I was bringing Naga belts back home too, you know? So people still start to mm -hmm. know that's how how goes. They want to stop. Okay, I'm gonna be pro tomorrow. Where's my money? Where's my sponsor? What is my done? That's all. No. <laughs> no. Especially this sport, homie. You better fucking put in some work. <laughs> oh. Then uh, I think Vernon mentioned this earlier too. He was talking about uh, lineages and questionable lineages, we'll call it, and stuff like that. And and me and him both know there's there's <laughs> one around here um, that has uh, like serious holes in in the story. And the one thing that will uh, that makes me always question is how how do you be a first degree or second degree? I won't say what degree it is. Black belt, say for we'll say let's say first degree for like ten years because if you're certified you know, in IBJJF or something like that, you, every, you know, your second one comes at the next three years, et cetera, et cetera. I, I know, but it, it could happen that, it, it could happen. Imagine, uh, I have my instructor, right? Mm -hmm. And he promoted first degree, but I don't see him for eight years. Yeah, but that would, but Marcelo, your instructor is real. Your instructor has photos and you have, you probably got a video or even a, it could be even a photo on uh, that you had to take with an actual camera yeah. and get developed picture of you probably getting promoted to black belt. Yeah. Blue belt. 
buy a certificate, something like that. You got an IBJJF yeah, card. Even if you didn't have IBJJF card, you, pr you probably were super proud to get every one of your belts. Probably got a picture of, of at least a few of them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Especially black belt, right? Okay, well, this this guy does not. Not They were all burned in a fire. My my professor was, uh, or he doesn't even call him professor, he calls him coach, was a, a six-degree black belt under a guy who's dead. You know, oh, and you know, a lot of those old old school guys who were like uh, ninth, eighth, ninth degree red belts or whatever they were, never promoted anybody all the way up to six degree black belt because they were old school like that and they were real stingy about it. That's pretty clever. And, that's yeah, pretty super clever, but belt, might as well your instructor be dead. Yep, and your and your instructor and, and your instructor is also dead. <laughs> Well, I mean, and, to be, and to be a six degree black belt, Marcelo, how long about would you have trained? Well, a long time, man. A long well, okay, time, so right? You, like 60 years or something, right? So <laughs> Hubao is a six degree black belt. Right. Okay. Hubao got his black belt in 1992. And like what they say is when you get your black and red belt, you have been a black belt, I think it's for 31 years. Yes. Not how long you've been training. That's just how long you've been a black belt. Correct. So it's like, I mean, look, dude. Like I've seen, I've the, seen. The, like worst, I see. the, the worst is uh, people that is real. They know, but what making me feel bad about what I still get more angry nowadays. I kind of brush it off more. But what I don't like to see somebody like this and misleading yes. a kid that don't know better, a mom that walks to the gym and she doesn't know better. That's yes. what pisses me off because it's like you're stealing, you know? Exactly. exactly. And that's that's what I hate. Like, I've got, like, I'm in a workout gym is where my gym is. And there's a karate program. And they're, like, literally, like, they're teaching, like, Sistema and some of that chi throw shit. And it's, like, stuff like that, man, is, like, it should, you know, it, it's fucking robbery. You're absolutely right. And it's fucking scary that shit like that still exists in this world and especially with the internet like you know 20 years ago when there was no internet you could fucking say whatever you want now you can go looking and you know part of me is like well if you're getting ripped off by that that's your fault because you're not paying attention you know but if but i'm taking my kids some... or maybe a grandma they want to find a place oh, yeah. for this the grandson she yep. doesn't know better she's never gonna know better that and that's yep. the and that's the thing it's like that's where Is I kind of like uh, jujitsu police. Yep. Yes. Officer I've Marcelo Cohen. I've seen that <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> There's a page called BJJ Frauds Exposed. Yep. Yes. I love there's a judo there's a judo one too that like it's some Ooh. school down in, and they mainly go after the school down in Houston. And they're showing like I know you're a judo black belt as well, Marcelo, and like they the technique. Not me. I'm not judo black belt. Oh, you're not? I thought you no. were. Well, no, my dad is a judo black belt. Okay. And I did the judo when I was young, so I went up to the yellow belt. Okay. It's a white, gray, blue, and yellow, right? In judo uh, for kids. It varies. It actually can vary region to region, like. The way it is now, like there's gray, but like like with adults now, it goes, yeah. And so like I think for kids, like my son didn't have a gray belt back when he trained, but 
they were bringing it in, but they've they've always brought that belt in and out. Like yeah, it's in, like white, yellow, orange, green, three brown yeah. belts and many black belts. Bla- or something like that. Yep. That, like I think I, I think I'm an orange or green belt in judo when I yep. last time I took a test or whatever and paid yep. my forty dollars after oh. I did it. Yep. When I started running the armory, they used to do these things about paying for belt tests. And when Ooh. I started running, uh, I took over the program and I feel very uncomfortable in charging people for tests. So I cut that crap off. Yeah. Well, like we don't do testing. We just, you know, we promote. But like they're like, from my instructor, we do have like, you know, they're like, he, he charges okay, a fee. It's but... okay to do that, the test, you know, but you don't have to charge it. Fifty hundred dollars for a test. No, and like, well, like yeah. Ruben will have like you know you pay for your certificate and your belt, and like he's making a little money off of it. But like the way I view it is this: like, for well, his time son... to order and do his stuff, it's okay. But something that is reasonable, you the belt, let's say twenty bucks plus a certificate, ten bucks, thirty bucks max. Well, like I said, you know, with him, he makes a little bit more off of it. But at the same time, I look at it like this: like when I got when I promoted my son to blue, okay. I said to him, hey, professor, I'm promoting my son to blue belt. And he looks at me and like, you know, the old school was you had to be 18 to get a blue belt, right? So Ruben was always like, you have to be 18 to get a blue belt. And like we started breaking that rule because we made like the first was one of our other academies, his son and his son started going into the adult division. And so it was like, all right, professor, he's beating white belts and blue belts at adult. Let's give him a blue belt. Okay, okay, okay. So my son is, you know, 15 at the time. And all of 115 pounds, and I'm putting him in the grown ass man division against guys who are like 130, 140, and he's still beating them. And I'm like, Professor, and that was the first words out of his mouth. Vernon, he go adult division. I'm like, he just beat a 140 pound blue belt at 115, Professor. He goes, he blue belt. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, hell, even with my belt, like, you know, I talked to him the weekend before. And he was like, yeah, you know, we give you last stripe, you know, I'm like, cool. I'm like, and I'm like, either he's going to surprise me with it or he's going to make me wait another year. I'm like, I'm good either way. I don't care anymore. Right. And then he calls me up like the following week and he's like, you know, we're talking and he goes, okay, so what belt size are you? And I'm like, I'm thinking like he needs somebody, he needs a belt for somebody who's my size. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm an A3 professor. Okay. So you go black belt. I talk with everybody. You ready? And I'm like, ah, shit. All right, sure, why not? <laughs> right. I'll tell you one thing about uh, promotions, though, from my, my own opinion, is I, I don't ever want to know. I don't ever <laughs> want to know. I want to be shocked and like, you know, like, oh, 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 time out. Like every time, I remember when I was a purple belt, Daniel sent me off to, uh, we were lining up at the end of class. He says, hey, Brad, go grab a, go grab, go grab a stripe. He meant go get the tape. Because his English was terrible back then. Man, so I go get the Daniel, tape, and I I I, I hand him the tape. I go back to one. Shout out oh. to him. What a, what a lucky that you guys found that man. Oh Daniel's yeah, awesome. definitely. <laughs> Super lucky. Somebody solid that can run a good jujitsu program. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I'm I'm blessed altogether for that, for you sure. Because I remember you were a little in a dark spot because you wanna have you did you were uncertain in terms of. Oh man, I gotta find somebody to run the program. Remember, Brad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little I remember. Bit, you like, and then you found this guy, man, a legit black belt, you know? Yeah, that was Daniel's absolutely. a beast. 
absolutely blessed for that for sure but anyway he he sends me off to get the get the stripes or the tape you know because he can't speak english that good yet this is like three years ago or something like that or i don't know and uh so i i go hand him the tape and i go back in line and i'm looking at all the the white belts that are in line with me and i'm like oh man who is it today i'm so excited for them you know because i remember when i was a white belt getting a stripe was like it was you jumping up and down and he's like this guy's the worst student i've ever had but blah 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 and he says my name i go up there and he gives me a stripe and it was my first one i think on my purple belt and i was like i was freaking out like no no stop like i didn't want anymore i was like i'm not ready for any of this no, no more responsibility you accept it, man. they know better Your yeah oh know better. i know i know i know oh i mean i like i said i'm i've never said no we i've, I've trained with guys who like 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 in judo because there's always testing in judo we're gonna have testing next week and you don't see him for two weeks or like i've had guys leave oh. school i've seen guys leave schools because they knew they were about to get promoted and i'm like why like i don't understand that like if if your instructor says you're ready fucking take it just fucking take it but what about the guys who only show up like uh, say you get they have like the the annual promotion ceremony or the buy yep. or whatever and suddenly, like, your normal class is like 20, 30 people, but today it's like 150 or something like that. <laughs> the belt promotion is getting close. Yeah, the belt promotion. And the, yeah, everyone's getting stripes and belts, but they are, you're in the back going, oh, why didn't it's I get like, promoted? Well, why weren't you there? Like, yeah, it's, you don't show up to any class ever. You only come to this you know why? You know why Ruben always does belt promotions at the end of the year slash beginning of the following year, right? That way, people can't fucking slack off during the holidays and not show up. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. He's a crafty old fucker, man. He's a crafty old oh, fucker. Yeah, he uh, is. 55, 56. He's not that old. He was going through some uh, healthy problems, right? Yeah, he had a stroke a couple of years ago, but he's doing a lot better now. That's so. good. I remember you were a little worried about it. Oh, we were very worried about it, man. Like, I remember John Shell and I, because we basically helped Ruben set up his network, and we show we show up at the IBJJF DC. It was the first one in DC, and like he had had the stroke Wednesday, and this was Saturday, and we're just like we're running through every worst case scenario in our mind. And oh by the way, my like I I got a gold medal, and I legit posted on Facebook. I'm like this medal is bullshit because my opponent no showed, and I was the only one. You know we were the only two in the division. And then I went out into absolute and I mopped the floor with like three people inside. Of, like, I think I maybe had six minutes of mat time. So I was so pissed off. <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, man. Yeah, that was every- another uh, great jujitsu story too. Like how jujitsu changes your life and it betters your life mm-hmm. style and all that stuff. Cause you know, Hubao's done jujitsu like since he was, person, you know. I feel like if the person yep. is too angry, jujitsu is going to calm you down. Yep. If the yeah. person is too shy, he's going to bring the confidence out of you. So yeah. Balance you. But Hubao uh, uh, came from a full stroke back to like like practically full mobility. Yep. Because he has, you know, he has jujitsu mindset too. Like he's not going to quit. He's going to win. He's going to, he's going to pass no. his guard or whatever, whatever you want to so, call it. In, so, when, you know, it, it happened at the end of 17. Beginning of 18, Joe Moera came to town and was going to do like basically him and Ruben are really close. And he was doing, a, you know, he's like, if you guys, can you guys please cover my travel? But out, outside of that, every single dime goes to the Yeah. And so we're doing the seminar. And Ruben, 
Ruben kind of got screwed over early on, you know, when he first came to the U.S. about his yeah. rank and some. Sh- and so I'm going to let R- Professor tell that story one day. Yeah. But so he's very adamant about following the Federation guidelines as far as promotion. And right. so he's in the hospital and we're planning all of this. And he's looking at me. And he goes, OK, Vernon. So Joe comes in January. I'm like, yes. And he goes, OK. So remember, Joe has to come back in September. So I get my sixth degree. And I'm like, Professor. I know what you're trying to do, but like, it's going to be too hard to probably pull all of that off. You know, let's just do it all at the same. No, no, no. I won't accept. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So I leave. He's in the stroke unit. I don't want him getting worse. Right. And I come back a couple of days later and I'm like, I sit down I'm like, professor, I understand your point, but we have to come to a compromise here because logistically it's just not going to work. He goes, okay, I will take the sixth degree out of my belt, but my certificate better say September. And I'm like, Perfect. We're good. And he goes, good. I'm like, now normally, Professor, I'd be scared to death to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this right now. And he goes, what? I'm like, if you hadn't agreed to something like that, I was going to hold you down and put that shit on your belt myself. How about that? Fuck you. Like, yes, Professor. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, hey, we, uh, we're about like 45 minutes into this uh, yes. podcast. So, so um we want to close things out. I want to thank uh, Marcelo Cohen for coming on here. One of the best top rooster weights in the world. Thank you. Uh, wishing you uh, super much success you know, going forward here. Um, before we leave, though, uh, I'd like you to thank thank all your sponsors and stuff like that before yes, we get out of uh, here. I was gonna I just gonna shout out uh, Coffin Kimura. Yep. They are lo- hold on. They are located in Ireland, and they are a oh, great nice. company. Also, uh, now I've got a new sponsor I'm, uh, by E-Mode, which is a public company, actually. So I'm pretty okay. happy with that. So that's a big sponsorship. They've been helping me in everything, in traveling and uh, bills, expense, money. They are dope company. Also, I would like to shout out Penguin Fingers right here. Okay. Yep. Yes, I have some of those. I do, too. Fit Mints. They are great guys in Colorado. Okay. Nice dope logo and uh and that's the armory of my my students also and hold on i'm gonna get something for you guys hold on uh-oh oh, no. <laughs> before we leave uh-oh i thought he was taking his robe off for a second about to get wild hey man <laughs> like oh, the intro says you know. for all, all these all these haters here oh, around boy. here there in my DM and talking some shit and everything. Dude, I'm not gonna beef with you guys. I just beef with you guys. How you wanna beef with me? You don't have one belt. I just beef with people that show me one of those. If you want one <laughs> here, okay? Just one. Wow. I just ask for one. Then I beef with you. Other than that, like I said, you are my little son. I kiss you in the forehead. <laughs> Hey, That's before, before we let you go, Marcelo, I do have to say one thing. Um, you have a, uh, a kid in your kid's class that I cannot remember her name, but her father I went to high school with, and he was a hell of a wrestler. So yes. Bill Moore. Bill. Bill he's yes. awesome. He's still training. Oh, he's training. Good, good, good. Yep. If he wasn't training, I was about to call him out. But he's training. No. I feel better now. Good, 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 I good. trained with him like actually a couple of days ago. Excellent. That's awesome. Beast, man. The guy's big guy. Very Dude, he was wrestler. he was actually a lot smaller than me back then. I've been this size since I was about 14. And uh but like dude, he was a hell of a wrestler. So I just 
I had if he wasn't training, I had to put it out there. No, he's absolutely. Training. Perfect. Excellent. Wait. Now I'm happy. All right. Well, hey, Marcelo, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank it was you guys. a privilege yep. to have you on the show. A, a real, real thank deal so competitor, the guy that keeps it 100 all the time. Uh, we Thank wish you total success in, uh, in your career. We'll probably, we're going to have you on here again someday, obviously. I, and, uh, we're gonna be, I and I'm sure Vernon will be down there to train again as soon as the pandemic Absolutely. is over. Maybe Thank we can meet guys. some of the haters and uh, get their autographs, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, again, I, I, great, I, guys. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. And I'm Thank you. you guys All right. Absolutely, later. Brother. Later, man.